So now we have this as our part three, journalism as a spiritual discipline, because we're still talking about Radio Stream Zero, and I'm not sure if this is going to be a single release or a multi-part release, but I only just got that part of my brain working, so I'm excited to discover it with all of you. The next topic that I want to mention, I'm hitting some accidental buttons. The next piece of the conversation about Radio Stream Zero and journalism as a spiritual discipline is Kevin Annett's work that we have been featuring. Currently, um, I think the only broadcast of his that is currently included in Radio Stream Zero is this 10th of April. And I'd like to bring a particular piece here it's right, where is it at? All right, wait, it's a little ways up. It was published in the main Intuitive Public Radio channel on Telegram Messenger on the 26th, two days ago of April. And this is an episode of Here We Stand. Reverend Kevin D. Ennett was talking with Suzanne Holland. And Suzanne Holland is involved in um, the efforts of the Chilcotin National Congress signing a treaty with the Republic of Canada. There are a lot of details of this that are really important to how do we understand communications as a spiritual discipline where we see conflict in so many places. The first question we want to ask is where are respectful communications being prevented? I think we did talk about that recently also in some recent video recording, possibly that I don't remember, but if you remember, you could come and tell me and we could repair my neurology together. I would be very grateful. T.me slash Max, M-A-X, Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. Who are the sources of healthcare policies for insurance companies? is a question that our groups have been asking about how do we ensure that um, healthcare environments are safe for us? And, and the conversation that we had with Kevin Annett, I wonder if I can find that really quickly. Uh, I think it was number 51 and it was January 10th, 2022. We were talking about safe medical access and honorable community resourcing and how do we have the courage to eliminate human trafficking pathways when we have become so convinced that the components of the trafficking pathways are normal and necessary and if someone asks us to change them because they're causing violence we may be really slow about it we may freeze we may be not able to verbalize anything. And this is very common. So one of the things that groups wish to call out in the, in the, in the context of, for instance, Eric's excellent research chronology that we've been referencing, um, he talks about that in the recent episode of Planet Waves FM that released last week, and I think it was the 21st, 21st, 22nd. Um, I think it was the 21st. Um, it releases Fridays at 10 p.m., if I can remember what day, which day was. When we're talking about 
Um, why do insurance companies behave the way that they behave? And who writes those policies? And are those people in communication with the people who are most severely affected by those policies? Are those people in communication respectfully and honorably with survivors of trafficking violence who say, hey, we don't have to be trafficked. Could that be our common conversational subject? Wouldn't that be cool? So where, who, who's doing this? Where are they at? Um, Eric's place in this conversation, um, particularly among other things, was where I was in Texas and I was discovering the embedded perfidy in my otherwise honorable seeming environments. And um, that led me through to his work with others on the poison papers and the gemstone file and all of this documentation about how medical science has been deleteriously skewed in favor of those who like to fill their pocketbooks. It's very exciting, isn't it, to be able to recognize these things? So when we're following Kevin Annett's work with republicofcanada.org, um, Republic of Canada, K-A-N-A-T-A, -A -A. I can spell, I've been practicing and also murderbydecree.com, I think, murderbydecree.com. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's right. Um, it is on, it, it is on the, the items on Telegram, which is one of the reasons that we put things there, because my neurological facility is still connecting to itself and to others effectively. <sighs> There's... Um, it feels like playing a really physical outdoor activity. Um, it feels like really robust strength building. It feels like exerting myself in a cathartic way, in a heart healthy way. It feels like doing really hard work on behalf of a community that I love and want to see thriving for us to be talking about these intersections at the same time and it's really a workout for my brain and I'm really feeling it and I feel very supported by the sunlight. Part of Kevin's work has been documenting extensively how many people are not safe in medical environments, in healthcare environments, in um, so-called mental health environments, for instance. Um, and that there is a conspicuous absence of the willingness to have a respectful conversation with those who are most severely affected. If they're not allowed to ever say anything, nobody knows the truth of what these, the, these systems are doing. Um, in order to understand what the systems are doing, you would have to really be listening to people who, who are experiencing the worst of what those systems are dishing out. And if you don't wanna hear from them, you don't know the systems. You want to date this guy, but you, you just like, you don't want to know anything about the way he treated his previous girlfriends. You don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with that. But there, there's, there's people saying, Hey, like this stuff happened. Like you don't want to mess with this. Like, what are you gonna, you date him anyway. And then you get a frontline seat. What, what frontline seat? 
I mixed my metaphors. You get a front row seat to whatever it is that happened with that guy that somebody was trying to tell you about. Um, there is a there is a an acculturated resistance or blocking of listening, blocking of communications about specific subjects of how to be most respectful in relationships. That's one of the reasons that we've been following Planet Waves so closely and why it has been such a crisis over the years that we could not discern safety in interacting with them because of all of this infrastructure affecting all of us, all of this ambient entrainment technology that we're still learning how to identify. It takes long conversations to understand how we are being affected by those things. And as we explore that, we have to be able to deeply root in our sense of self so that we are not manipulated by abusive relationships. And that's abusive um, personal relationships, abusive um, romantic relationships, abusive working relationships, abusive trafficking relationships. Um, there are all kinds of ways that people come into co-optation and coercion and don't know it. But one of the things that protected me in Texas was that I was listening to Planet Waves while the people around me altered their behavior in really dramatic ways. All of them, of course, saying that I had altered my behavior in really dramatic ways, which is part of how you can identify how these things are happening. Some of what Eric has been reporting in regards to the Me Too movements is about the misdirection that occurs when we are brought into conflict with one another. But there's something else that's causing that conflict. There's something else that is assuring the conditions to facilitate increased conflict and communications efficacy, journalistic integrity, these are how we identify and change such violent circumstances into how we respect one another and care for one another and do our best work and build our communities to be strong and wise and loving. These intersections are coming together in astonishing ways. We've been doing a lot of work with uh, groups around t.me slash intuitive friends because it's very important that we all know how to be friends to one another. That's something that has been bombed out and occluded and messed with. But we can co-create and reinvent by choosing to be in relationship with one another, by choosing to be patient and acting with kindness and speaking words of encouragement and belief in one another. That is part of the work our groups are doing around t.me slash intuitive sacred. You may have noticed that you can add t.me slash to the beginning of most of our, um, our main public channels, the primary projects where we have public channels. You can browse 
to the Telegram page by typing t.me slash Intuitive Sacred is there, Intuitive Friends. This works for Intuitive Public Radio. You can also use t.me slash s um, and it will show you all of the messages in the channel, which we found to be really helpful. It doesn't show, I think it doesn't show videos. Sometimes something is too big a file size for it to display properly, but it shows you a lot. It certainly shows you text content. And I think it shows pictures also um, for those who are not able to reach Telegram, which is a lot of people. When we are organizing our communications strategies as part of our deep network recovery strategies, we have a means of building friendships and relationships in community that have the meaning that we ascribe to them rather than being part of false environments with artificial misleading resourcing that make us think that we have built friendships and relationships only to find that the people we think care most for us are themselves too influenced by the ambient entrainment to be able to do anything else if the system tells them to harm or abandon us. If we are building relationships where the people in our relationships feel righteous and correct in coercing us and forcing us into situations that hurt and silence us, that's not being in relationship and that's not what friends is. I have really loved the work of Michonne Neal on the subject of friends. How does one choose to be an honorable friend? That's what we're working on around the Intuitive Friends platform and you are invited to be our friend. We've been referring a lot to rational relationality. What is the rational nature of relationality? Is, re is relationality rate? Oh man, it's hard to say. Peter Pepper picked a pipe of pickled peppers. Picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. I need a document of those and keep practicing them. It is rational to be relational if we're aware enough of our relationality to know that it has not been co-opted into commoditization. And many of us have thought that we were in relationships where it turned out we were being commoditized. This is a very common way that vulnerable individuals and families are trafficked because they think they're in a relationship. They think they're in a friendship. But with this reduced neurological facility that we've also been extensively discussing, your ability to determine if you're in a safe relationship depends tremendously upon the effective communications and yes, journalism in your environments. If those things are co-opted so that they are manipulating the signals being sent and received, 
the way most of the trafficker tech does. If you look at the funding behind most of these large media organizations, you find some disturbing things that none of them want to talk about. They don't think it's worth addressing, even if there are people screaming while dying. Especially, we don't listen to those people. We don't listen to those people. Just don't end up a screaming, dying person, that's all. So when people have opinions about Kevin Annett's work but don't engage with us about it, it's kind of a difficult experience, but we're, we're kind of, we're feeling into it. It's okay. We can even get used to it right before it changes because it's about to change. Um, all of the things that we're documenting are generally included in our streaming content because there are aspects of all of these various conversations, all, all the work that our, that our allies are doing that match most closely to the details and frameworks our survivors groups have had to compile in order to understand the environments accurately enough that people abandoned to die on purpose could instead survive. Oh, wow, look, that's my sunburn. It's healing. You can see it. Oh, I could draw. I could draw something. This is a hilarious way to be distracted. I have to draw backwards. Look, this I think is Iris, but I'm drawing her backwards. She's sort of the shape of a North Node symbol, but it's like a right now I'm doing it backwards. I can't do it. Anyway, I'm drawing an M. There we go. I have to think about it backwards because the video is, okay, what was I saying? My, my sunburn isn't as bad anymore, can you tell? I can touch it. <laughs> People are scared. People in Texas were scared when I brought up planet waves. <laughs> was a, it was a sort of under the radar form of being scared. Um, it was already communities talking about personal development and really highlighting how important those conversations were but like not really fully being able to participate in them. Oh, it's so scary. And then when, when points of integrity specifically diverged, then the pushback um, made it clear that, that whatever people were posturing about, they hadn't understood what was being communicated in Planet Waves materials. I've spent a lot of time not fully understanding what's communicated in Planet Waves materials because of my experience of neurological injury. And we know that it's ubiquitous. Every being is experiencing neurological injury and part of neurological injury is not totally realizing what it means to be experiencing neurological injury. And this is a point you may like to remember if some psychiatrist somewhere says blah, 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 asognomia, did I say it right? Maybe. If a, if a professional says to you, you don't have insight about your condition because of the nature of your condition, you, you, you might consider that that person is experiencing the same thing. And instead of, instead of having the means to recognize it as a professional, hopefully they're not doing these things intentionally. Hopefully it is only that professional's lack of insight about the nature of their condition. 
And all of us as living beings have to be most fully aware of the nature of our conditions. And that requires integrity in communications, integrity in journalism, integrity in professional collaborations of whatever kind. Any professional environment, any professional network you're in contact with should get this. And if they don't, keep an eye out if you can. When we have witnessed the ways that people respond or fail to respond to Kevin's dialogues, none of this is about what is the facts and what is the not facts nearly as much as it is about how do we consider questions together? How do we learn about one's experience, one another's experiences together? How do we process information and experience together as communities so that when different people have different experiences and different factual honestly different factual determinations people are in very different physical dimensions interacting with one another across the i don't know gravitational waves <laughs> i'll say it better eventually um because of that we do have to be in relationship truly communicating with one another in order to find out what facts are we establish that together by communicating effectively about it, by communicating with integrity, by having honorable conversations, respect-oriented discourse. That's how we do it. If that is conspicuously absent, that is the greatest part of our research. Not, is Kevin exactly right about every exact thing? Not that. Have people in dispute with Kevin fully reviewed the details of his work in relationship with the community that needs him. And if that is absent, we can't have a discussion about what facts are factual. The conversations that were absent for me in Texas when people told me that I could not be experiencing these effects from the black mold growing all over our condo I could not be experiencing these effects as a result of glyphosate in the foods. I could not be experiencing these effects as a result of toxins in the tap water. I could not be experiencing these things as a result of having been dumped into the Guadalupe and swallowed a bunch of it. Yeah, I think so. We went tubing. I swallowed a bunch of, of, of river water, um, which I'm fine with, but you know, wow, what's in our environments? What do we need to know about that? Do we have sufficient integrity in journalism and all of this public media that we're surrounded by, that we are experiencing the onslaught of, to have any clue what is really happening in our environments? Eric has one of the best approaches to asking questions about that and he's talking to us. Kevin has one of the best approaches to talking about that and he's talking with us. Who else would like to talk with us? We can establish truth and fact about things that are occurring, but we can't do it out of relationship with one another. 
we need some kind of consistent, respectful, communications-oriented relationship with one another in order to even discover these things. So there is no argument about survivor-compiled materials that really holds water unless it is the, the, the container, the structure of a relationship that is being supported to communicate in the most effective and accurate ways so that all living beings can be respected as part of those conversations. That's Radio Stream Zero. I think I covered all of the notes that I wanted to cover. Once again, the link that you can find more of this stuff at is intuitive.pub slash radio streams, and that infrastructure will keep improving. Reach out to me on Telegram Messenger, preferably t.me slash maxmorris. Email max at intuitive.pub, as in intuitive public. Not intuitive pup, which is our space dog school joke. P-U-B, public, intuitive.pub. I really appreciate all of the opportunities that we are being given increasingly to discuss deep network recovery strategy. Um, deep network recovery strategy is needed in all locations, especially yours and mine. Thank you for listening to our broadcasts. Thank you for spending your time here with us where it matters so profoundly To find out ways that you can support this network and the work that this network is doing, um, a good place to visit would be intuitive.community slash support. I think it's time for me to find a safe food and a few vitamins. And then I get to find out what my next task is. Gratitude, blessings. <laughs>